Deer found her. As you know, there's no blueprint for entrepreneurship. You wear so many hats, you burn the midnight oil, you pour your heart and soul into everything that you do. But without a doubt, the journey is worth every single second that you put into it. I'm Lindsay Pinchuk, host of the Deer Found Her podcast. I say this because I've lived it for over a decade. I started my first company with $500 in my pocket and a baby in my belly. I grew it and I sold it all. This podcast is my weekly letter to you. We'll talk all things starting, growing, nurturing, and in some cases, even selling a business. Together with some of my closest contacts, I'm here to help you find your own success, whatever that means to you. The ride as a founder is the ride of your life. So come on in and join me for another episode that will get you one step closer to reaching your own founder goals. Welcome back to Dear Founder. I can't wait for you to meet today's guest. I'm your host, Lindsay Pinchuk, and I love today's story because it is one about a founder who simply loved her brand so much and her determination to make it work. I also love today's story because it comes from a founder who reclaimed herself after a divorce later in life. Lindy Benson started Blue Salt after her kids had left home, and she's poured her heart and soul into the company and has experienced exponential growth year over year. This conversation today is going to inspire you. I can promise you that. And if it does, I'm asking you to please share it with a friend or share it on social media. If you tag me at Lindsay Pinchuk, I will 100% come and say hi. Or if not, leave us a review on Apple or subscribe to the show. The conversations that we have here are so important for as many people to hear as possible. And when you do little things like share the show or rate the show, it helps us to get discovered. It helps us to spread the knowledge and wisdom that we share here, and it helps our community to grow. But most important, it helps our mission to support as many female founders and entrepreneurs as we possibly can. So thank you for being here and thank you for listening. Lindy Benson is a former actress turned photographer and entrepreneur. She's the mother of two and a Malibu resident. She's the mastermind behind Blue Salt, a clothing line founded five years ago. Her company is still in its infancy stage. When it came to creating Blue Salt, Benson always loved cashmere, but found it too precious to withstand the elements at the beach. So she combined the softest fibers on earth with beautiful, classic, timeless styles to craft a luxurious, quality basics collection for men and women of all sizes. The brand is made sustainably and 100% in the United States and continues to grow with support from some of Benson's closest friends, including Christian Siriano, Cindy Crawford, Kaya Gerber, and Patrick Dempsey. Please come on in and meet the amazing Lindy Benson. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Dear Founder. I am very excited about my guest today because she has a really cool business and a very cool story. And she started her company later in life. And you all know how I love those stories. So Lindy Benson is here. She is the founder and CEO of Blue Salt, which she will tell you what it is in a second. And you heard a little bit about it in the intro. But Lindy, welcome. I'm so happy that you're here on Dear Founder. Oh, I'm so thank you for having me. Of course. So tell everyone what is Blue Salt? How did you start it? Where are you today? Blue Salt is a seasonless line of elevated basics. And we're made sustainably 100% in the USA from the softest fibers on earth, which means we're actually from trees, made from trees. 
Um, and the way that they extract the fibers from the trees is what makes us sustainable as far as um, the, the fabric goes, because when they extract the fabric, uh, the uh, fibers from the trees, they use chemicals and all this bad stuff. But the company that we have partnered with called Tencel does it in a very uh, sustainable uh, way for the environment. So um, that makes it stand apart and special as far as just the fabric goes. And then the styles, um, I believe in, um, you know, sort of a minimal capsule wardrobe idea where, you know, everything in your closet works and um, you're always, you know, in love with your looks. And that to me means that you have all the right basics, seasonless basics in your closet mixed with your favorite tried and true things that you know your favorite bags shoes jacket whatever accessories but you need these basics and to me we are are they're supposed to be that's why they're called like the cindy pants because it's to me or the the perfect t-shirt because in the category like we don't have 25 t-shirts we have one perfect one you know so it's sort of also the idea, the sustainability part of Blue Salt is also based on the fact of, you know, that idea. So tell us how and why you started this company. Oh my gosh. Okay. So how and why? Well, first of all, I was married and with my partner for 28 years, I raised my two boys. Um, they were in college. I got a divorce. My whole life changed. Had no idea what I was going to do because I was sort of just part of my my ex's career the whole time, part of you know holding my family, doing everything like that. So, which which isn't diff, which isn't that much different now as I look back than running a business, really. So I feel like a lot of the skills I gained um, in my life I used. So uh, I actually use every single thing. So, but um, I guess I just, um, I was at this major crossroads and I was 50 years old and I just couldn't believe I had to start my life completely all over again. <laughs> like, So I spent about a year in the state of shock and then um, I was doing another business uh, based on my lifestyle. And I made a sweatshirt that had the um, name of the other business on it. That business didn't work out, but everybody wanted that sweatshirt. <laughs> and so, um, and I was obsessed with it as well. But then I learned that the fabric was really bad for the environment. I was like, oh, damn. And then I researched some more and I found Tencel. And then once I found that, I mean, I, it just exploded into like a passionate uh, thing that I just couldn't not do. I was, I was just like, oh my God, I, 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 and I was making stuff and my friends were like, can you make me this? And I happened to be extremely blessed with some very, um, you know, great friends like Cindy Crawford, for instance. And she would be, and she said to me, I, um, want you to make me some pants out of that <laughs> fabric and so we created her special pants 
And that's the Cindy Pants, still today our number one seller. And then my friend Patrick Dempsey, um, who I'm friends with his wife, and and he um, asked me if he could come talk to me, which was unusual. And so we did. And he brings me an entire garment bag. I was like, oh, what did you want to talk about? Like, I just had no idea what he wanted to talk about. And he brings me his like entire wardrobe in a garment bag and said, I just want all this made out of that fabric. <laughs> I want, I want to make, and I, and I didn't have the men's line at that point. So he actually designed the men's line, Dr. Dempsey. That's so funny. So, okay. So let's talk about this. You have this, you have this fabric, you start making it into products, but I want to kind of dial it back to the how, because I think that's, that's really the biggest hurdle for most entrepreneurs is that you know, they have an idea and they might have a product they want to make, but they're not really quite sure how to get over that hurdle and actually make the product. Like, how did you know how to manufacture the product? Do you know what I mean? Like, did you just did well, you ask people? Did you? Well, I had a did friend who um, made the sweatshirt. Okay. And they had a manufacturer. Okay. And that's who I went to at first. She ended up being... That's the whole story, but we won't talk about that. And then um, I, I, I actually have another friend. You know, again, it's like I do have a network of really successful, amazing people, and that I just feel so blessed to be able to, you know, talk to and ask questions. But um, his name is Serge Azria, and he's, you know, very successful in the fashion business, and. He connected me with my manufacturer I have today and my um, shipping and fulfillment. And I only had like those two things in place uh, pretty much. Uh, and that's it. And then but no, but you bring up a very important point. And the, the point that then this is why I was this is why I'm pushing you to was pushing you in the way I was pushing you to answer this question, because everyone has a network. And I think you you prove the point that you, you just ask, all you have to do is ask the people around you for help. You didn't know how to make, it's not like you were knitting things, you know, you didn't know how to. Yeah. I didn't know anything. I promise you zero. This is on, this was done on pure passion. And you said that you said that it was, that it was something that you were researching and researching and you, you were just getting more ingrained. And I would bet, and I made a note here that it kept you up at night. I sleep really well, so pretty much. Okay, I don't but that you were that like, excited night, about no, it. No, no, that excited is an understatement. Like, I, I'm still that excited. Like, it takes me through every bump, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I it's like my child. It's like a baby. It's like a child. It is. It, when you have a company, it is absolutely like a child. When you put your first collection out there in the world, How did you put it out in the world? And when did you know that you were onto something that like consumers really wanted it? I I didn't even have marketing at first. You know what I mean? I had, I did, I did know from my past that you needed publicity. So I had PR, a manufacturer and shipping, and I created a website. Like it was very basic. And I just put it out. Like when I think about it, I'm like, girl, you jumped off a cliff. You didn't even know what the hell, like. I, it, had I known what I was doing, I might not have done it. You know what I mean? But because that was, it was like, 
I just put it out, put myself out. But I think that the most successful companies come from those who do just put it out there in the world and know that it might not be perfect and you will perfect it over time. When you put it out there and it started selling and you realized that you had a viable product, you obviously had to kind of take it to the next level and, and, what what was that level? Like, what was the next step when you were like, okay, people well, want this, they're buying it. And like, here's what I have to do now to either meet demand or create more. Yep. Yep. So my, um, I'm, it's, it's self-funded. I wasn't interested in um, a partner. I didn't want to do that because I had just gone through a divorce. I was like, this is mine and all mine. And that's what I'm going to do. You know what I mean? Like, I just... Yeah. And I got a lot of offers of for money and things like that. And I just was like, no, 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 no. I just didn't want, because of my past, I just didn't want to give any of that away. And I wanted to just have it be, you know, from my instinct, from my, you know, because I it was so strong, Lindsay, the, the instinct and it's like, I almost, I was, it was being divinely guided. I was, I, I knew what to do next because of my instinct. I didn't know because of going to business school or, or anybody telling me like, you know, so once we got the publicity out there and because of my friends and because the launch was on WWD and, you know, um, and Cindy did an interview, do you know what I mean? We got sales. And um, so then I, then, then I was like, that isn't sustainable. You know, that's one launch where you get sales. And then I was like, oh, now what do we, oh, now we got to, oh, we got to do ads. And, you know, it literally came by thing by thing that had a growth by growth, which is still happening. Like I, I learn as I do it every single day. November is here. And by far, it is my most favorite month of the year. That goes without saying. I love Thanksgiving. It is my favorite holiday on the calendar, mostly because I get to go home to Michigan, to my town outside of Detroit, and get to spend time with my family and friends. And anyone who's from Detroit knows there's nothing like Thanksgiving in D-Town. It's also my birthday later this month, and... That's obviously so much fun too, but more than anything, you know, November always serves as a reminder to me for all that I'm thankful for. And it's really something that I think about all year long and especially in November. Honest to God, all of you guys rank right up there at the top of this list. I never in my wildest dreams would have expected Dear Found Her to take off the way that it did when I started planning it over a year ago. And it's because of all of you here listening every single week to both episodes that we continue to grow leaps and bounds. And honestly, I, I'm blown away by the response, by the DMs, by the emails, by the conversation. So thank you so much. I've been trying to think about a way that I can express my gratitude and thanks for making the first year of Dear Founder as incredible as you guys have. So from now until November 24th, I'm going to give you guys free access to your choice of one of my digital products to learn my best tips and tricks for building a monetizing community, or you can treat yourself to a coffee at Starbucks on me. Really simple. To redeem your free gift, all you have to do is rate or review Dear Founder on Apple Podcast and submit a screenshot at lindsaypinchuk.com forward slash thank you by November 24th. I will also link it below in the show notes so that you have no 
trouble finding that link. It's not a raffle. Anyone who submits the form by November 24th will get their choice of a free gift. So thank you again so much for supporting me, for supporting the show. I cannot wait for what is to come. Have a great November and a very happy Thanksgiving. So where is the company now? So here you go. The first year we, we did a certain, you know, a, good, a seven figure amount. And then the next year doubled. And the next year doubled. Then the pandemic happened. And our product happened to be great for working from home and all of that. So we did great. Doubled again. And, um, and now we are, so now we're moderating our growth a little bit because when you grow, it's, you know, it's a whole thing. It's like every time you grow, you have to, you know, make more inventory. Right. You have to do more marketing. You have to, you know, so it's, it has to be managed at some point, you know? So like, I always thought blowing up, oh my God, this has to go big and viral. That's not necessarily always a good thing because that could take you down, you know? So we moderated a little, but we are continually growing, 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 growing. So, um, so we were doubling, doubling now last year, 20, 30%, 20%. I don't know yet. We haven't done the end of the year. 25% growth, you know, 30. Lindy, you should be really proud of yourself. I mean, those are huge numbers. And to double, to double your revenue from a seven-figure company year over year is a really big deal. Yeah, I, I don't really like, um, I haven't really felt like I have, I just feel like I just started. <laughs> Does that make me sense? Yeah, but your company like, is still young. Do you know what I mean? It's not like you have like a company right now. Five. Right. I was going to say you're five years old. So it's not like you have been around for decades and decades. So, to, But even to have that level of growth and success, obviously you do have a product that people love beyond the people who are helping you promote them. And, you know, I mean- Oh, you, no, no, no. But do you know I what I'm saying? Me, I have a great- our customers are, I mean, but you said it and I want to, and I want to reiterate that because you said it, you said we, I couldn't just stand on that alone. And so we had to keep going. And, but I want to reiterate that because you have an incredible product and that shows in the growth. Well, I mean, I believe in my product and my customer. I mean, my mission is not to sell clothes. It's really to make people um, feel their best you know, and look their best so that they go in their life easier, you know, where, you know, they're busy, people are busy, and they have big lives. And they're not everybody's into fashion, you know, not everybody, but you guys still have to look good, and you have to feel your best. And that is what I'm trying to do, not necessarily to sell a sweatshirt or something, you know, so, but let's talk about that. Because I think that's a really important aspect of entrepreneurship is to have a mission driven business. And I do find that when people start with their mission and abide by their mission and look to their mission as their North Star, that is when they see the kind of success that you've seen because they're not being deterred by outside noise. They're really following their heart and their gut. And you've been very authentic in what you want to provide and you've continued to provide it. So can you talk a little bit more about how you use your mission to guide your business? Yeah, it's really simple. It's just to make people feel good. So like that, 
goes, has a through line in general. So if I feel like a lot of people like, oh, oh, what is my mission? And they try to think of something that sounds good. But I think that you have to dig deep into your real authentic self and what you are as who you are as a person. And like, I am that person anyway. I want to do that anyway, almost to a fault. I've done that. You know, like I just, you know, want people to feel good when I meet them. I compliment them, you know what I mean? Or whatever. It's like part of who I am. So whoever's whatever, whoever the person is should find out who they are and what they want to give, bring to the world as far as not a product, but as far as a, um, a, a, a mission that, that resonates with their own values and their own, you know, everything. And so like, try to take that away from me. You can't, you know what I mean? Try to detour me away from that is, is not possible. So that's what gets you through. If you have a strong idea of, you know, like you too, you did the same thing because you know, you want, you, you did the same thing. It wasn't just to do the business. It came from you. It came from you wanting to connect uh, with other pregnant women, right? Yes. No. And that's why I asked that because I think that like, to your point, we overthink things so much. Right. And and we try to make a mission that sounds so fancy and great, but yeah, it doesn't have to be overthought. You know, it's like, and I shared with you before we got on, like, I just kind of showed up as a pregnant woman and started talking about my experiences. Exactly. And that's how Bump Club came to be because people who were pregnant gravitated towards my honesty. And it's, exactly. and that was my mission was to just be there as support. And at the time, I always say this, like, I didn't really realize that I was building a business in the beginning. That wasn't really my intent. I never intended. To well, it doesn't feel like that. It doesn't right. feel like that to me either. It doesn't feel like a job, you know, it doesn't feel hard. It doesn't feel draining. Because you it love it. Because I love it. And I, and I, and I'm effective at making people feel good, which is thrilling. Love it. I, I, I'm, I and love- that's it. No, I know there's nothing complicated about it. And people do, you're right. They make it super complicated, but I think, you know, it comes, it comes from people really understanding what they can contribute as far as their own individual human on earth. Like, what do you want to do with your, what do you, it's not even what you want to do, actually, to be honest. It's what, who are you? Or what do you, you know, how do you feel? What do you do? Like, if you're a cheerleader in life, if you're people's cheerleader, then you, sh- you know, then, then that's your mission. Well, and also when you show up authentically with a mission and then, you know, you might not be, you might not be the right, the right product or the right place for a person right now. But when you show up with a mission to make people feel good, they think about you when it is your product that they need. I, I want to talk a little bit about the D2C component of your business because you started D2C and you are only D2C, correct? Yep. Well, we have one physical store in Malibu and we have one um, collaboration with the Christian Siriano uh, store called The Collective West in, in uh, Connecticut. And um, that's it. We did, we were in suffrages for a bit, but besides that, zero wholesale. How do you think 
D2C has helped manage your costs? Well, um, I think that DDC has, you know, data is that, you know, and, and real and, and things that you can rely on as far as what's working and not working. Whereas I think if you just, I don't know this because I don't do that, but I, I, I think if you, you sell to a store, you don't know the cost. You just don't, how do you know who likes it and who doesn't? How do you know? any of the data that goes into the product being sold. It's just sitting there on a shelf. And I feel like direct consumer is such an advantage because you have that direct conversation all the time. And then you also have data from the customers of exactly who's buying it, you know, and why. And what they like more or what they don't. I don't know. It's just, um, I feel like it's. I mean, it sounds also to me and correct, please correct me if I'm wrong. Like for you with this venture, there was never going to be another way. Like this was how you wanted to do it. And this is how you did it. Lindsay, I didn't even know uh, what I, <laughs> how I wanted to do it. So I didn't, I just started doing it. So that's another thing. Like, I don't know if that's good advice or not good advice, but <laughs> I literally I just no, I just but you know what it. though you but you did just do it, and that's the thing too is, and you bring up a really good point, which is the data that you have about your customers, and that that is invaluable information for you as a brand and a company, and also for your future is to know what your customers want to have a direct line of communication to them, and whether you knew it or not at the time, it was like kismet that this is how it happened because I'm sure there were, there probably are many people who ask you to carry your, your products in the store. I'm yeah. Sure we approach by it. Yeah. 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 A lot, but we, yeah, but I don't know. I just, I, I feel like, like I, I can tell when, when they like the color or not, you know, and to what to do with that. Like I can wear something um that they see that is a certain color and I can tell if that color should be made or not because of the reactions and the whatever so but if, if you were just sending it out to a store and you didn't have any feedback you would be guessing most of the time I feel like whereas with direct-to-consumer you're not guessing you're 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 get, getting real communication and real from your customers from the people that are invested in 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 interested in in what you're doing you know there it's not just random public that's hard to get you know feedback from just randoms these this is people that are obviously interested too right okay so i have two more questions for you the first one is in the top of our conversation you mentioned that you use skills from your life managing your family every single day at Blue Salt and I would love for you to touch a little bit up upon those skills. I think that that comment alone is one that would resonate it does resonate so much with our listeners and our community because so many of the people listening are moms who are looking to maybe start over or who might think it's too late or, yeah. you know, and who are like, but I've been out of the game for a long time. So, you know, that, yeah, is, that was a not, very though. powerful statement you made. And I would love for you to kind of touch upon that. Okay. Well, thank you for seeing that because I felt that way too. 
I felt like, oh my God, I don't know how to do anything. You know, like, wait a second, everything, like, how do you, what am I going to do? Like, not that I, I mean, I was a photographer and stuff, but I mean, not that I had, I didn't have to support myself and create a whole life. I just, I would, I felt like I, I couldn't proceed to the next, I didn't know what to do at all. I thought I didn't know anything. And then um, I just started looking, I guess, really deeply inward and realizing, you know, my value, which I didn't, you know, and I was running a big life, you know, and really doing that. I wasn't made to feel like, you know, I had that value, but I did. And so I really needed to tap into understanding how to appreciate my, what was, what I, what my value was. And then when I started doing that, um, I realized, wait a second, you are literally like, you can do a lot of things, you know, you're cape, you're so capable. And, um, you know, that's no easy thing being a, a, a housewife and raising children and getting them off and making lunches and, and getting their projects done and their homework done and con- networking with the school parents and doing the fundraiser. I don't know. I mean, there's so much, I mean, those, that's the thing that they don't realize is they're rock stars. You know, I I, always say that like give, give a busy mom a project and she'll get it done faster and better than anyone else in the world because she has a million balls in the air, but she, but she knows how to do everything. And guess what? Guess what? Same like what with me and blue salt. Once before you have a baby, you don't know what you're doing. So it's the exact same thing. And so you just take it day by day and be your authentic self. You, you know, it's important to know that you have value and it's important to know, you know, what you bring to the world, you know, also, but it's also, you know, important that to know that what, you know, you don't have to know you can learn while, you know, and, and use your instincts and use your all of your wherewithal to get to the next day, just like you do with a baby, yep. you know, and, you know, it's sort of, it is true. You know, I, I don't know. It comes down to the same, like all the women's issues and all of that, that, you know, it's the value and they're not realizing because these, these, these women and all the women that I raise my kids with. I mean, these guys are, they, it's, it's like next level, the birthday parties alone. You know what I mean? Like, I can't even imagine I'm hosting a birthday party tomorrow night and I'm like having a nightmare about it. And it's like nothing, you know? But so like, but yeah, but see for you, like that's not your strength. Right. But there are people that make do incredible birthday parties. So maybe that's something, why is that? Why do they do that well? And then you do other things well and everybody does certain things well. You have to know your, your gifts, I guess, you know, and then you can expand on, on, on that because like, you know, and then that turns into your mission, you know, also like if somebody likes doing birthday parties and they do them really well and they're doing it for the mission of, 
um, making the children happy, you know, that can take you somewhere. Today's episode is brought to you by Hivecast, an amazing agency providing high-quality podcast production made simple and affordable. I hit the jackpot when I came across Hivecast as I pieced together services from contractors all over the web initially to help me with my podcast. Hivecast was everything that I needed all in one place. For just $500 per month, they not only produce and edit four episodes, but they also create the marketing assets. Emma, my account manager, is amazing, making sure that I'm on task and that we can schedule episodes regularly and by my deadlines. Honestly, the time saved working with Hivecast is worth at least triple what I'm paying. Their sister company, Fireside, offers other marketing services for small businesses, including social media management, Facebook and Instagram ads, search engine marketing, and so much more. Again, all at a rate palatable by a small business owner. The best part, there's no contract. You can purchase their services as needed on a monthly basis. Use the code FOUNDHER and save 50% off your first month of services. Give them a try. The decision to outsource this part of my business has surely saved me a ton in the long run, and it was the best decision I've made for my business. So I'm going to wrap up with the last question that I ask everyone, and that is, what are three actionable tips that you would give to another female founder who's just starting out? Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I just get scared about this. Because, okay. I have, okay. So you're only as strong as your team. I feel like, right. So whoever's going to help you, uh, make sure they're helping you, make sure they're, 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 um, doing what you need to, to, to grow, to get to the next stage, I guess. So, I mean, like every one of my team members, I can truly say they're like experts in their own field, you know, and, and you should treat everybody, you know, not like an employee or whatever. And you're the boss. It's not like that. You're creating. So, so create a, a I don't want to say community, but a team that, that is aligned with your your values and your mission. I mean, and that they're good at what they do. So anyway, creating a, I would say, make sure whoever you align yourself with is 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 a, a good good idea. Don't just pick your best friend, right? And yes. then I think, and rather than, I would say, going out and constantly looking outside, keep looking inward at how you can be what you're doing is, is the best it can be every day. Like whatever's working, keep doing that. Whatever's not let it go, you know, don't just keep going out. So I don't know if this is coming off as, um, really good advice, but I would say just, um, the details matter and, and do them well and do everything to the, to the highest, best that you can. Nothing is too small for you you know, or too, um, you know, menial for you to do. Like I, I was doing absolutely everything, you know, nothing is nothing. So you can't ever think, Oh, I'm starting a company. I'm, I'm going to hire employees and I'm the boss and I, whatever. It's just a certain way of thinking. It's not really like that. These, it becomes like your family and, and it becomes, you know, the details matter and, in every step of the way, really, you know, it's nothing. Thank you for saying that though, because I think a lot of entrepreneurs, there are a lot of entrepreneurs out there who start 
something and think that they shouldn't be doing certain things or certain things are beneath them. And very similar to you, I I mean, I packed gift bags until like the second year of bump club. You know, I was the one like doing that stuff and, and I would help my team even after the fact. So nothing was ever beneath me. And I think yeah. that also, you know, it also takes on a whole new meaning when you have a team for your team to see you doing those things that nothing is beneath you. I think that that also it's a camaraderie that, you, you know, you, you are not the be- better than them because you run the company. And I, and I always ran my company yeah. like that. Yeah. It's so, you know, and I see a lot of people who, um, don't think that some, for some reason, yeah. like I, because you're not like the boss of everybody. They're helping you build something, mm-hmm. you know, is more like it. Absolutely. And you need to be grateful for that. You know, you need to be grateful for those people. You can't just, they're not just, they're not just helping you. They're creating something with you. Of course. Anyway, Lindy, tell us where we can find you and Blue Salt. Oh, well, we have a brand new app, uh, Blue Salt app. We have a website, www.bluesalt.com. We've got a shop in Malibu, which is our Blue Salt headquarters in the Malibu Country Mart. And that's it. Oh, no. And the Westport, Connecticut um, pop up right now. But really, it's about the web and the app. And if you're local, you can shop local. And we're going to link everything in the show notes. So Lindy Benson, founder and CEO of Blue Salt, thank you so much for being here and for sharing your story and all of your knowledge and wisdom onto your founder. I'm so excited to share this with our community. Thank you so much. That was so fun talking to you. You're so knowledgeable yourself. So this was a great conversation. Thank you. Thank you. I love today's conversation because Lindy is so real and so honest and she admits to learning as she goes. She also admitted that she didn't know what the hell she was doing when she started, which is definitely a sentiment so many founders can relate to. There were so many takeaways from our conversation and as always, I'll be sending these takeaways out to my email list. So make sure that you subscribe to the link in the show notes. When you do, you'll also get a lesson every single week to help you grow your own business. But for now, here are my top five takeaways from today's episode. Number one, being at a crossroads doesn't mean that it's over. Number two, use your resources. Ask the people in your network who can help you when you're starting out. Number three, your mission doesn't have to be overthought. When you love what you do and you live by your mission, it doesn't feel like a job and it isn't draining. Number four, direct-to-consumer selling provides you with data. It allows you to know what is working and what isn't. When you sell to a store, you don't have as much data that as much data as you do when you're selling direct-to-consumer. DTC is such an advantage because you have a direct conversation all the time with your customer. Number five, ask the people around you for help. If you like what you're hearing, please make sure that you take out your phone and scroll all the way down and leave that five-star rating or a review so that others can find us. If you know someone who wants to start their own business or who has an idea, please make sure to text them this episode or put it in your Instagram stories and tag me. I'll share some of those to say thank you. Stay tuned for another episode of Dear Found Her coming your way every Tuesday and Thursday.